672-3010. Security is offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of springs. There's a kind that you wind up tighter than two coats of paint. There's the ones you pull apart and they spring back, and there's the kind you push together and they bounce back. And there's the kind of spring that has time to get your 4 before side-by-side tuned up for the year. Just call Handos and Joe will spring into action. Heck, he'll even come and get it. Tune it up, fix it up, even rev it up. 4 before spring tune-ups at Handos Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. You've been procrastinating. Admit it. Your car's been needing a tune-up, but you've just been so busy being awesome. How awesome will that summer road trip be when your car breaks down, leaving you stranded? Perhaps scheduling an appointment with Midas to get that tune-up is a good idea. They'll let you know what needs fixing and what can wait. And right now, you can get big savings on tires, brakes, shocks, struts, and more. Keep your car running safely with a few more coins in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. The following message is presented by Century21BHJ.com. Your local foster grandparent program is looking for seniors age 55 and up who want to help children grow in local classrooms. Benefits include tax-free volunteer stipends, paid holidays and sick time, and lots of love and appreciation from local children. To learn more or apply, call us at 223-1051. That's 223-1051. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Shared Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, sharedmedia.com and sharedonwyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today. 672-7421 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40% of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. The Colorado Rockies are on Smart Talk 106.3 FM. We'll take you out to the game as Smart Talk will be broadcasting most of all the Rockies games. Major League Baseball is back and on the air, and the Rockies can be heard on Smart Talk 106.3 FM. Rockies Baseball, presented in part by Sheridan Memorial Hospital, True Built Builders, Redinger Technologies, Auto Connections, and Sunlight Federal Credit Union. Smart Talk 106.3 FM. Your home for Colorado Rockies baseball. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That's right. Hot buys over on SheridanMedia.com. We have tons of items for you, all starting at half off of retail value. This week, we've got $25, $50, and $100 gift certificates to Midland Market. We have $25 gift certificates to the Fiber House, as well as $50 gift certificates to Aesthetica. We have those items and a bunch more, all starting at half off of retail value. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, click on the Hot Buys banner, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now this morning I am joined by the mayor of Sheridan, Mr. Rich Bridger, and interim public works director Hans Mercer. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning. It Floyd. is always great having you guys in here. Uh, Hans, it's been a while since uh, I've, I've had you on. Uh, great show last time. I think it was about a year. I think we were talking about the projects going forward. 
Yes, Floyd, it's always a pleasure to be on here, and I love giving the project updates. And, and you know, the city's getting so much done this year. I've got a big list here, folks, and uh, we're going to go down explanations, justifications. We're going to try and give you the best timelines that we have as of right now. Some of these projects aren't coming up for quite a while, so timelines, cost, things like that do change. Uh, but we'll, he's going to give you the best information we can as of right now. Now, uh, Hans, last time you were on here, we got to know you a little bit. You were literally born to do this kind of work, in my opinion. Uh, you grew up in this world, didn't you? That's correct. Yeah, I've been doing construction for almost my entire life. And when you were, uh, if I remember correctly, when you were a little kid, you'd go out to work sites with your dad and, and kind of have your own little build section off to the side. That's right. That's, I'm, I'm glad you remember that, Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's something that always stuck with me. I loved that story. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, now, as I said before, the city of Sheridan has a list of projects this year. Some are already getting done as we speak. Some have uh, a, a heck of a name here. And uh, Hans, we'll just dive right in. A-C-O-E. 1135 stream restoration stream restoration first off how do we identify when a stream needs to be restored well floyd the the acoe that stands for the army corps of engineers and the 1135 is their uh, funding source to do stream restoration projects that where the stream alignments were modified in the 60s to install the flood control levees so now they're going back. They recognize that there may have been some stream detriment for as far as habitat and fish fish refuge and stuff like that. So they're coming back with the funds to restore some of the sinuosity and put in some more features to not only narrow the water up slightly, which will cause it to cool down as it gets deeper pools, put in some boulder clusters so fish can have some refuge for feeding and interesting things like that. So that project scope is basically anywhere in town where we have a levee. And a lot of these restorations, I mean, they really beautify the area as well, don't they? Because when we make these little, I guess you could say, kind of rock walls to give the, the fish that little sanctuary underneath that fall, that ends up making beautiful little waterfalls throughout the entire, entire stream. I, I know Buffalo took care of theirs a number of years ago. And you can walk that whole stream, and it's absolutely gorgeous to, to stand beside. And the sound, you know, who doesn't like that sound? Absolutely, Floyd. Those are uh, those are the Newbury riffles I think you're referring to. They're going to pool up the water, kind of um, let the, the birds and the fish have an area to rest, and then the water will crest over the, the slight falls um, into the next pool. These will be built to where the fish can still navigate up and down the stream, so there won't be anything um, as far as that goes but it, it's going to be really beautiful, and it will cause some beautiful sounds with the waterfalls. Now, when it comes to these, uh, right off the top of your head, how many streams in town could use this kind of work, in your opinion? Well, we're going to put work into uh, Big Goose Creek, Little Goose, and then downstream of the confluence, Goose Creek, all the way to Fort Road. And what a lot of people, uh, you mentioned it, but a lot of people don't think about this. When you do that kind of work, it really does bring the animals back into the area as well. Uh, you know, fish have a little pool to hide in. Birds want to eat those fish. Who knows what you could see out there on the stream in the coming future. Right. When is that getting started? Uh, it's going to start here about June 1st. And they're going to start um, towards the Thornrider Park area where we're going to actually divert the river back into an old oxbow. And this is uh, contracted, or the actual Army of Engineers is going to come and take care of this one for us? The Army Corps manages the project, and it's contracted out. Um, actually, the contractor is Western Municipal Construction, and then their major sub is Black Canyon LLC. I figured it would probably be a good contract. We work with the Army Corps of Engineers quite a bit. They've got a lot of projects that they put up around here, don't they? Yes, and they're in fact, they're the ones who came in and did all the levee repair Um when we had that flood a couple years back. Oh, really? Now, are they responsible for those levees, or is the city? And then we just basically call them and say, hey, this this needs some work. We have a very good partnership going. Um, we, we do all of our levee maintenance, and so we remain what's considered active levee maintenance. Um, so they actually do provide the funding. 
if we were to neglect our levees and kind of just let them go, they would not be willing to come back and repair ah. for us. So we put a lot of effort into that relationship. Take care of those who take care of themselves, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Blacktooth Park improvements, uh, a, a sewer. Um, what's going on up there? And I, I know I skipped one. We'll go back to the other uh, Corps of Engineers <laughs> projects in a moment. But Blacktooth Park, uh, what improvements are we going to see there? That's been an ongoing project. Um, the challenge was to get a sewer, gravity sewer main to the property. So we finally accomplished that. Um, that's being installed uh, right now. Once that's complete, we'll be able to install the rest, the much-needed restroom facility in that area. How big is this restroom facility going to be? Well, it's quite large. It has several bathrooms, a concession area, and... Yeah. Oh wow, concessionary on mm-hmm. top of that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, about how long till that one's completed? Uh, the restrooms, I would hope that we can have those completed by late fall. Late fall, at, at best. The, this coming fall. That's correct. So, the sewer I'll, will be complete here uh, within a month. All right. Now, uh, I said we'd get back to this other one. Army Corps of Engineers general investigation. This one looks like uh, a pretty big study. $3 million cost ex- estimate. The city share is going to be half of that. Concrete shoots removal feasibility. What am I looking at there? Well, if you recall, on Little Goose Creek, <clears throat> we have those uh, the concrete flood control structure down there. Uh, it parallels Dow between Dow and First Street. That area is um, it's really poor fish passage because the water is so shallow and wide that it heats up and there's zero refuge for the fish so they're going to do a feasibility study to determine whether or not it's possible to remove those and still keep the hydraulic uh, flood control in place for the 100 year storm and then we would be able to actually put back some sinuosity possibly a pathway down in there, and then several boulder clusters and Newbury riffles for the fish as well. So again we're going to be restoring the stream for our uh our animals in there, basically. Yeah. Uh, but man, wow, that's that's quite a cost. This is going to be a heck of an investigation into this. Uh, why so much? Uh, the three-year, three million dollar study—that's their basis study for a GI. Now, the shoots had been studied in the earlier feasibility study. I believe it was dated 2013 for the actual stream restoration. So there's some of the work's been completed. We don't anticipate the uh, the city to have to pay up to 1.5 million. That's just the maximum amount. We're going to trim those costs down and come in below that. Okay. So I got a question for you. Um, when it comes to public works, have you experienced uh, any of the labor shortages that people are talking, other business owners are, are talking about throughout that entire nation? Yes, we our, our contractors are swamped. There's actually a lot of work going on, and for the, the trimmed-up crews that they do have, it's hard to actually hire people to do our work. But as far as actually in our office, uh, we maintain a very busy schedule, and we've been able to keep up so far. So if someone out there is actually looking for a job, there's plenty of them to be had in the construction wing. Of <laughs> plenty the, of yeah. jobs out there. Yeah. And, you know, it usually if you get into a construction job, you don't end up having to uh, work as a laborer very long. If you get in there, they see your work, they teach you the trade, and you can move up in that kind of business. I mean, heck, I, mean, I imagine that's probably how you came up. Yeah, as a child, I worked labor jobs and ended up working my way up through the through the system and eventually got my engineering degree. See, <laughs> so, folks, there's plenty of work out there. There's, I mean... And this is good work, uh, you know, the, the kind you go home after a, a hard day and you're tired, Oh yeah. you know. <laughs> now, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, Hans, is cost increases with inflation going up. I've heard a lot of producers talk about, you know, hey, we estimated X amount, and six months later, it's, you know, they add a third onto that. So are, are we experiencing something like that as well? Yes, <clears throat> uh, right in that line. Um, not only are we seeing costs increase by roughly the 30%, lead times are are much longer. So we have to be um, more 
able to adjust contract times and, and lenient on, you know, if you can't get a certain item, you just simply can't get it. So we have to work with people on those and projects, and sometimes they take longer due to that reason. And now, how frustrating is that when you're sitting down to plan a, a project? I mean, is it really getting in your way, or is this something that you're kind of trained to adjust for? Yeah, I'd say we're we're ad- adapting really well. Um, you know, as far as frustrations, <clears throat> if we delay a project for a specific material, we're doing some other components of that project, and if we have to do a stop work and then just move on, we have plenty of stuff going on, and, and we're, we'll get there. It, it'll be, we just appreciate everyone's patience on some of these that do take a little bit longer. You know, I think that's one of the big advantages you've got as a city. You've got a whole city to work on, so if I can't get X done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to Y and uh, get Y done. Uh, we're going to continue with our city of Sheridan in just a moment. We'll continue talking about these projects that you're going to see around town. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Do you love what you do? Well, I do. Hi, this is Jill Bates with Best Real Estate. I have the pleasure of working with many amazing people every day, assisting them with the next chapter, whether buying or selling. Real estate is not just looking at pretty homes. There are lots of hoops, steps, and challenges to overcome and people to coordinate to achieve a successful closing. We don't expect you to know what to do. You don't do this every day like we do. Let me and my outstanding and caring team at Best Real Estate be your guide and make the start of your next chapter a success. Give us a call today, 675-BEST. As always, Make it a great day. Brokered by EXP. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders. Furniture is our passion. The Y.O. Performing Arts and Education Center welcomes Grammy Award-winning artist Larry Mitchell to the Y.O. stage Friday, May 20th at 7.30 p.m. Mitchell has toured the world, playing with well-known artists Tracy Chapman, Billy Squire, and Rick Ocasek. Opening for Larry at the Y.O. will be local band Roland Sevens. Tickets for Larry Mitchell are available now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. Larry Mitchell, Friday, May 20th at the Y.O. Theater. Colorado Rockies are now on Smart Talk 106.3 FM. We'll take you out to the game. Smart Talk is broadcasting almost all of the Rockies games. Major League Baseball is back and on the air, and Rockies can be heard on Smart Talk 106.3 FM. Rockies Baseball, presented in part by Range, Talk Local, Talk Sheridan, Cowboy Creamery, and Kim Hall with ERA Carroll Realty. Smart Talk 106.3 FM, the home for Colorado Rockies. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger. And the Interim Public Works Director, Mr. Hans Mercer. We're discussing ongoing and upcoming projects that are taking place here in the city of Sheridan. And uh, we left off on a general investigation that's going to be conducted by the Army Corps of Engineers on our streams. These are basically going to beautify the streams. It's also going to help out with some of the fish, which will end up bringing back more birds. 
These are great projects. Uh, they are expensive to study, but uh, it takes a long time to get those done. There's going to be sewer improvements out at Blacktooth Park. You're going to soon have a rest stop out there. Now, East 5th, this is a big one. Uh, what's going on out there? Well, Floyd, the East 5th Street uh, corridor project consists of uh, a lot of safety and uh, improvements, some visual and landscape enhancements. East 5th Street's one of our entryway corridors into our downtown. So the whole thought there would be to beautify it and give those first impressions when, when tourists are ag- exiting off the interstate that, it, you know, it truly is. We want to show how true, beautifully Sheridan really is. Yeah, yeah. Right there at the gate. And uh, we've got a light going on out there. Uh, Sheridan Avenue. Yeah, up there, yep, Sheridan Avenue. That's going to be up and running in a little bit. The city's going to take 5th Street over after that, right? You, sure. You're going to have control of, of that. Uh, we haven't in the past, which kind of surprised me. Uh, YDOT took care of that whole section of road? Yeah, more or less. Um, and then when we agreed to this project, we also agreed that we would take over the maintenance of that por- portion of the highway. And, and that's really, I mean, not a whole lot to bear, no, right? No, it's, it's just part of doing business, really. So I don't think it's going to be an overburdened sort of thing that's going to cause us any troubles. So. Have you heard anything, uh, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, negative about the improvements going on out there at Fifth Street? Uh, you know, someone might, uh, we were talking offline, someone might be upset by the tree removal going on out there, but there's reasons for that, right? I'll let Hans, well, I'll go ahead and touch on it. Uh, obviously, when we're going in there and we're digging and we're creating, we're putting in utilities and those sort of things, irrigation, a lot of the roots on those tree systems, they get cut, basically. Those trees are essentially not going to survive, so they need to be removed, or they're older, they're diseased, and they need to be removed. But that being said, there's not going away. We replant trees to replace those trees, and so um, ultimately what you have is a better product in the end. And I'm I'm looking forward to the beautification going on down there. Uh, what are some of the slight improvements that people can look out for that uh, we've made, Hans? Well, we're going to have um, improved sidewalk and ADA ramps on, on the intersections. There's going to be um, the street lighting. So at night it's going to be lit up, and our boulevards will actually be irrigated, sod, which the uh, city is going to take care of. So it'll be manicured, um, well lit, and, and that all lends to our one of our strategic framework is our beautiful and protected environment. Um, and when we do remove trees, like the mayor stated, we we increase the canopy, and the city actually has long term goals to increase our green canopy coverage over time. So part of that comes with removing some of the older trees who, who have a uh, can, you know, that could possibly fail over time, and we'll replace them with new young trees. And sometimes the tree removal can be about a safety issue. If a tree dies and then we get one of our famous Wyoming windstorms, that thing could end up on somebody's roof. Uh, they just don't have the grip anymore after they after they give up the ghost, I guess. <laughs> well, and like I said, a lot of that, you know, we're we're doing a lot of trenching, a lot of digging. Roots get removed. It just... So it damages the canopy in general, and so it's just why you're there, why not replace it, put in a nice tree to replace it with, and and actually increase the canopy over time. So that's kind of what we're shooting for with that. So if you see trees going down, don't worry, folks. Uh, it is actually for the better. Now, uh, rail crossing information system. This one sounds complicated. What is this, Hans? Floyd, that actually began with... Um, the East 5th Street Corridor project, um, due to its specialized nature, we removed it from the project and bid it out separately. And it consists of a series of sensors located along the rail railroad that um, they, they study the audibles, so frequencies and the sounds of the train, and then it runs it through an algorithm, and it can predict when the 5th Street's going to be blocked by a train. So we're going to have some early warning flashing beacons out there that'll hopefully provide motorists an opportunity to avoid that area or choose a different route or if that's the only place they're going then they'll have to wait the train out 
Um, it, it's not a foolproof system. There's going to be some cars who miss the sensors and end up there anyway. But if we can impact, let's say, 70% of them, um, it'll be an accomplishment. Oh, wow, 70%. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, uh, trying just to alleviate some of the problems that you've had with cars getting backed up. I, I know at times I've been there, and they, they get up, backed up all the way to Main Street for, yeah. for the train to cross. So if you know it's coming, you have a chance to move a different, go a different direction to alleviate that. Um, that's sort of the idea behind this. And if we look at this situation from 10,000 feet above, when you're blocked all the way down to Main Street or you, you've got a line of cars waiting, think about all the streets where people can't turn off, people can't cross. And so that creates just a, a, a chain effect throughout the entire city, doesn't it? I mean, uh, when I'm driving down on Main Street every now and then, there's a light just before a bridge. And there's uh, you guys are going to have to forgive me. I don't know the names. But every once in a while, those cars will get stacked up. And I... I try to stop, and I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. I try to stop the block before, so the street that I would be blocking would be open. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's against the law or what I'm supposed to do, but that's what I at least try to do because you don't want to be that guy who's basically looking out your side window at somebody going, I'd love to turn here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you right. I, I'm missing my turn because of you, buddy. You don't, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. No, Floyd, what you're doing is absolutely correct from a traffic engineering standpoint. You're you're kind of you're you're cutting the queue off and allowing it to flush out and it makes things flow a lot smoother when citizens do that. Yeah, it, sometimes you do get caught, you know, right. because you're like, oh, crap, we're all stopping. And right. now I get to look at this person. Right. Well, and, maybe I'll turn. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll take another route today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll see a little bit more of the city. Right. Now, uh, Gateway Park Bridge. Uh, this one's already started. Final completion coming up at the end of June. Tell me about this bridge. Yes, we have um, a beautiful new park going in on the north end of town. It's being installed on a remnant of the old Sheridan, um, the interstate interchange area. So the bridge has been set, and it's going to connect the pathways on the, well, you could probably call it the the south end of the creek right there versus the north end um, as it curves through that area. Um, the bridge is set, and it'll be opened up once we have the concrete pathways tying into it, which we did recently award, and... We also are designing some pathways that will go under the I-90 interchange, and that will connect the portions north of the interstate or east if you, you know, however you're looking at it. <laughs> Depending on where you're standing. Yeah, and then also it will allow the, the entire Wrench Ranch area to filter down on that new pathway and go under the interstate and then access the Wallet Park Pond area or Wallet Park area as well. Now, when we when we look at pathways and we look at the uh, the big city planning type uh, situation, how important are pathways, uh, e- even just scenic pathways, to a city? Well, we did a, um, a, a parks and rec master plan a while back and did a survey with the community, and they came in rated very high. We we believe the community loves them. Um, we've expanded on them, and we're wrapping up some odds and ends with that. But we, we hear nothing but good feedback from our pathways. And, and, you know, when it comes to pathways, people don't mind walking, you know. And, and I, th- I think that's something that uh, gets left behind when, when people start talking streets. You know, streets are so expensive, but sidewalks aren't cheap either. Uh, you know, you and I talked about how expensive, uh, uh, what was it, a couple blocks of a street like $3 million to get that done. When it comes to just replacing sidewalk, what are we looking at as far as cost? Uh, are there utilities under a sidewalk, or are those just under streets? Yeah, there's a lot of utilities. Um, we have, like on Main Street, the all the electrical for the light poles travel under the sidewalk. You have all your water and sewer services, so you have clean-outs or curb stops. Um, it's not cheap. I don't have a number off the top of my head, but... Um, Sidewalks are very important as well, but they they do cost a lot of money, and we try to repair them as much as yeah, as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a lot of this coincides with a master plan, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later when it comes to the actual planning process. Uh, 
And speaking of pathways, Gateway Park Pathway that you were talking about, that's on its way. Um, one million, or no, yeah, one million three hundred thousand dollars for that one. Uh, looking like this summer, it's going to get everything finished up. That's correct. We just awarded a contract to install roughly sixty-eight hundred feet of pathway in that area. There's going to be a picnic area, and those that area actually ties into the bridge we just spoke about. So it's going to be really cool. I'd encourage everybody to get out there and get some exercise and check out our projects with a reminder to please stay out of any wet concrete that you may come upon. (laughs) It's hard enough to keep the, you know, the deer and and turkeys out, but if we could ask the citizens to avoid any wet concrete, we'd sure appreciate it. Uh, You know, my memory is taking me back to a time when I was walking down the street. I can't remember what city I was in, but the little handprints. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it looked about the size of a five-year-old, but he must have come across that, and he thought, here we go. Here's my shot. I am going to be immortal. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, those things used to be everywhere. All right, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue with our City of Sheridan. This is Public Pulse on 930K Early and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Elias and Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elias and Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. This is Alicia Cox with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been a leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allows you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions, 672-0785 in Sheridan. Harker Mellinger, our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Dr. Colin Hardy and his team at Atlas Chiropractic are here to help. When your spine is out of alignment or subluxated, the nervous system can't function properly. Spinal misalignments can lead not only to headaches and back pain, but also sleeplessness, chronic tiredness, decreased immunity, and general malaise. Don't wait. Call Atlas Chiropractic today for a free examination and consultation with Dr. Hardy. It's time to spring into a healthier you at Atlas Chiropractic, Sheridan's premier wellness center. Call 672-6000 to schedule your appointment. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. It's Captain Clean here, and cleaning season is back. Let our cleaning experts freshen up your carpets and furniture. Let our HVAC experts clean your ductwork and air conditioning for maximum performance paired with clean air this season. Bring your area rugs to our shop and have our rug cleaning experts freshen them up. Cleaning season is back. Call Captain Clean, 672-0726, and let's clean. We clean more for you. Good morning and welcome.
Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and with me this morning is the mayor of Sheridan, Mr. Rich Bridger, and the interim public works director, Mr. Hans Mercer. Now, uh, Hans, we're on to the Kendrick Park band shell. Now, uh, when it comes to a band shell, what what are some of the things that we look at, and what's wrong with our band shell, or are we going to build a new one? Well, the band shell, um, it would it was constructed quite some time ago, and it needed some major maintenance. Uh, some of the CMU block was slightly deteriorating. Um, the electrical needed some heavy upgrades. Uh, the doors weren't functioning well. So we, we kind of spruced it up with mostly aesthetic stuff. We put a new roof on it. We have some very nice lighting in the soffit area as well as some security cameras. Um, and it just lends to that overall uh, Western cultural values that Sheridan holds where we all gather in the park and have concerts. There's some plays that happen in the summer. And it's just one of those congregational areas where everyone really enjoys and we want it to look really nice. You know, when I was traveling around uh, Wyoming when I was in the National Guard quite a bit, and I think it was Laramie where I really first saw my first band shell in a park. And that left a lasting impression because, I mean, that really says something. There's something, I don't know, very human, very civil about it. You know, uh, the Greeks, uh, they had their amphitheaters and, and things in, in their parks. And, you know, it's just uh, like you said, it's something very, very Western civilized about having a good old band shell in there. And this one gets used quite a bit, doesn't it? It gets used a lot. In the summertime, you can go down there even when you don't have your normal concerts in the park uh there's the shakespeare in the park that comes down there's other groups that are used it's used um almost every day there's something going on in that band shell it may be small event maybe a large event but it gets heavily used and i think it's very appreciated by the public and it's kind of what makes kendrick park one of those special places for our community that it's a congregational place yeah a community area Right. Where we can where we can all celebrate the arts right. together as a community, yeah. and we like Hans said, we really aren't changing the structure to speak. This is just upgrades that we needed to do on that facility to get it back up to standards. I'm making sure that she's there for a hundred more years, right? That's right. You bet. <laughs> now, uh, Kendrick Park ice cream concrete. What is ice cream concrete? Is this just going to be an area where kids can can go? If you go, if you've been down to the ice cream stand in the past, there was a small pad in front of the uh, serving area that um, served to function well, but it, it was too small. And basically, anything beyond that pad was just a mud hole because oh. people stood in line and they were waiting to get their ice cream. And so, um, and it didn't grow grass because it always was trodden down because of all the, the traffic. And so, it's not quite done, but we've been working on that, just extending that pad out uh, to make it a larger area. And then we're going to put some tables in there just to make it a nicer place to meet. Again, an- another place where the community can come and meet, eat some ice cream. And right. So that's that's all. It's just extending that pad. And, uh, how long did it take to, to get this one developed? Uh, yeah, or, or how did it come about? Was Is this just one of those things you're like, you know what? When we've got the money, I am going to get this done. Well, that and you know, for years it was like the evolution of that ice cream stand, and I know because I've ran that thing for years, the serving used to be on the other side of the uh, facility. And people would complain because they were out on that black asphalt. And the sun was at their back, and it was hot, and they didn't like it. And so then, you know, we moved it to the opposite side. Well, people didn't like it because it was hot, and the sun was on their face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, then we ended up, this is kind of an outreach of that. We stretched out that concrete pad so that, you know, you're not walking in a mud hole, but then also there's going to be a big canopy there so to provide shade. So Absolutely. Just, just upgrading the place, make it more a uh, nicer place to visit. Yeah, and, and and not as bad to stand in line. That's right. <laughs> and exactly. I don't think anyone likes standing in line, even right. in an air-conditioned <laughs> building, let alone outside, you know. Sweltering heat. Oh, yeah. And by the time you're up to that counter, you just want your ice cream and to get the heck out of there. A little irritated. All right, so North 
Heights water main replacement. Now this one sounds this sounds like a very large project, Hans. This one sounds like it's going to be pretty detailed. That's correct. This project's been in the works for quite some time. Um, it's funded mainly through the um, capital improvement program tax, the cap tax. Um, the water lines up there were constructed in the 70s, and they're they're ductile iron, and they're they're a lot of corrosion going on so we've experienced a lot of water leaks and it's just time to go in there and replace those water mains Um, and in doing so it's a multiple phase project we're going to have the first phase bid out here um, I think next month and so we'll get that kicked off and then it'll be followed up with an overlay of the streets in those areas there's going to be some minor water outages but uh, um, we've written into the specs that everybody needs to be notified and well in advance of any shutoffs and we're going to try to try to minimize the impact on all those neighbors but I, I'm sure they understand that you know it's going to be a lot easier than a water main breaking in the middle of the night and not waking up to having any water for your shower or coffee. Yeah, and this is not a small project so it's not going to be something that's going to be accomplished in one construction season. Yeah so this one's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. This is uh, as far as projects go uh, when I when I sat down and really got to looking at this this one looks like it, it may be one of the largest we've got coming up, if not the largest we've got coming up. It's very comparable, yeah. It's um, right up there in line with the Main Street reconstruction coming in 2023. So, yeah, it's it's one of our major ones we have on the books. Yeah, we have some very big projects coming up. That's one of them. And then, as Hans mentioned, you know, next summer's Main Street program. So that's going to be a huge project as well. So you just got to bear with us. There's... Two seasons in Wyoming, you know, winter and construction. Exa- yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's it's really going to feel very real once that street starts getting tore up. Uh, uh, Hans, how involved will the city be with that project? Because that's a YDOT project. But at the same time, it's it's a the city has a great partnership. Are, are some of your people going to be out there doing some stuff uh, with, with them? For the main street? Yeah. Yeah. Y- yes. Yeah, we, um, the city owned, we own all the utilities, so we've designed all new water and sewer and some stormwater improvements. Um, so, yes, we'll be heavily involved. Our, we have a project manager assigned to it as well as a construction inspector. So um, our whole goal there is to, to get in and get those utilities replaced while minimizing the impact on those downtown businesses as well. Yeah. That's, well, that's one thing I want to note, too, is that we're – the wideout's been very good about this, but we're going to make sure even if you cannot use the street, you will still have the sidewalks available to visit those lo- local merchants downtown because we want to minimize the impact on them as much as possible as well. So you may have to park on a side street, may have to park a few blocks down away from the construction area, but you'll still be allowed to get into those vendors and onto those sidewalks to shop i mean that is the beating heart of the city itself right there That's isn't correct. it yeah. i mean we're just going to be doing a little a little heart surgery right. on the city right for a little bit yeah. and uh it, working on the utilities while the hood's up yeah right yeah yep. <laughs> there again um all that's under the street, and that, that street's been there since the 70s, I think. Correct. So it's some old plumbing, so it needs to be changed out. Yeah, and, and how long is that one going to take, do you think? The whole project itself from beginning to end? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot, Hans, but uh, if you were to just pull it out of the air, what what are you thinking? Uh, I think it's going to take two construction seasons. Um we, we've been working with YDOT really well on a phased approach as far as kind of a rolling block pattern. Once the contractor gets one block completed, they'll be able to close another and just keep that progress moving. And depending upon the weather, hopefully we can get most of the way through the first year and then come back to second year and tidy it up and still have some summer remaining with the road open. And this is one of those situations uh, where you're going to have the the short-term loss for a long-term gain so if you're out there right now and you're like oh this is going to frustrate the heck out of me just remember the end result is going to be worth all of this hard work that everyone's really putting into well yeah and if you like i just said you know the 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 main street that we have out there now is 50 years old and when that was replaced that was a great thing and it served its purpose for many many years and so hopefully when this is all done we'll have another 50 years of 
yeah. you know, a solid main street with you know, viable merchants and, and all that other good stuff. And that, that fresh new asphalt look with the paint, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now, yeah. uh, Hans, you and I often, uh, last time you were here, we talked about uh, asphalt and, and just exactly, you know, what really makes it up. Uh, if we were to look at the asphalt 50 years ago, what's on the road right now, at, compared to what they're going to put on the road, is there a stark contrast in the material? Has it evolved that much over 50 years? Well, um, actually... It's concrete right now, um, and concrete hasn't changed a whole lot um, over the time. The, the Romans co- were pretty good. <laughs> they were. I think they called it like moldable rock or something back then, right? And uh, so the current surface is actually has a micro finish on it. It was pretty spalled out, so they ground the surface off. That's why if you're down there looking close, you can see kind of an exposed aggregate look. Um, and it's 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 reached its lifetime, so... When we do go back with the brand new concrete, we'll have um, some ground in epoxy lines so the stripes will be well maintained and actually hold up because they'll be ground just below the surface. So we we won't have those concerns in the winter when our snow plows tend to remove some of those. Yeah. yeah. It'll be sharp. Um, We'll put all new uh, light pole bases on. They've all been hit and cracked over time. So it'll, it'll really spruce it up. I'm looking forward to seeing this project when she's all wrapped up. And and one more big project we've got to talk about. Uh, it, it looks like a big project, but the price tag says it's not that, that big. Sewer rehabilitation. What are we looking at on that one? Oh, yes, that's a pilot program that the utilities department is um, we're trying out. Basically, we're going to line some old vetrified clay pipe and... It's, it consists of pulling a, a felt sock that's resin-soaked down through the sewer, and then they pressurize it against the walls with um, hot steam, and then it actually cures the epoxy, kind of creating a, a hardened liner inside the pipe. And then they have a robotic device that goes down the pipe and cuts circles where all the drains tie in. So oh, that, wow. Yeah, and then... The, one of the big benefits of this is it can keep groundwater infiltration out, which is a, a big problem we have. Every time the, when the water tables come up, if we have leaky uh, sanitary sewer pipes, the water tends to gravitate into those pipes and then flows to our wastewater treatment plant. So then we're treating groundwater, which if we can keep some of that water out, our treatment plant's going to last longer, have a, much less water to treat. So it's a it's a really good program we're tested and we hope it's um, I'm sure it's going to be successful and we'll continue that on in the future. You know, I, a number of years ago, uh, I, I had uh, an opportunity to sit in a van uh, with an individual who was snaking a pipe uh, and, and for over in Buffalo. And it was just a very fascinating process. But, uh, yeah, it's a little gross. But you snake this tube down there and you can see everything. Uh, Hans. How how often is that done in our city? Uh, would, uh, is that the only way that we can really determine the condition of our sewer pipe? It's probably the best method we have. Uh, the city does own a camera van. We have some really cool cameras we put down there, and, and it, I tell you, it is fascinating to sit in the van and watch the camera and see what they see. And, and we, uh, we camera all of our new pipe that we're accepting from subdivisions to make sure there's not bellies or any cracks in the pipe. So... It's our best method we have right now, and we'll keep it going. Have you seen anything that just grossed you out? To the <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very I much so. I imagine you probably have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've only got about three minutes left, but uh, we do have budget season. It's just around the corner. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I just wanted to talk to you real quick. Are, are, are you all set for budget season? Uh, are you looking forward to it? You know, we are. Um, we've been actually we started our budget process really over a month ago. And all the department heads, they created their budgets for each department. We met, the the city administrator and myself met with each one of those department heads. We went over their budgets to review everything, make sure the numbers were solid. Um, We have a budget right now that we're going to propose that's a little bit over $52 million approximately. And so the council's right now going through that and looking at that. And... uh, if everything goes all right, we're, it's going to be adopted here in next month, and, and we'll have our budget set. So we've been working on it for about a month and a half. Yeah. 
Now, Hans, when you sit down to do the budget for Public Works, what would you say is your biggest challenge uh, when you sit down and do that? Is it the cost adjustment for projects? or? Well, we have a lot of that calculated in already. I'd say the, the most important thing is being good stewards towards taxpayer dollars. Um, not only do we want to make sure that it's where the citizens would want the funds to go, but we, we want to leverage any taxpayer dollars we can with grants and pair it up with different funding sources so we can really just get the most bang for the buck. And when we come out of it at the end, we want to feel good about the stewardship with taxpayer money. Which yeah. is, uh, yeah, go ahead, Well, oh, I just wanted to say Hans is correct. When we go out for these projects, we always look for that outside revenue, those matching funds that we can use, you know, those zero to really low interest loans that we can get so that we can maximize the money that we have uh, to do these projects and uh, make it as reasonable as we can for the taxpayer. And the city can get the most out of her dollar. That's exactly right. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming in and talking to me today. Hans, it is always a pleasure uh, yes. to sit and speak with you about the upcoming projects. Mr. Mayor, thank you for uh, coming in. Uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing that yes. you had to jump in, but I do appreciate it's you being here. fairly obvious I'm not the engineer. So <laughs> thank you Thanks, for coming. Thanks, Floyd. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> All all right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it in. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Checks continue to be the subject of more fraud than any other form of payment. First Federal Bank and Trust will help you stay one step ahead with Positive Pay for Business. Our Positive Pay service detects fraudulent checks early and prevents them from being paid. We believe in avoiding the hassle of check fraud investigation so you can focus on the best parts of your business. Contact Kim Wells, First Federal's Cash Management Officer, to get started with Positive Pay today. First Federal Bank and Trust, your partner in success member FDIC. I'm talking with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Spring fever is in the air and it's time to dust off the cobwebs and get those toys ready for the mountain. Okay, I'm in. After sitting all winter, it's a good idea to change the fluids and make sure that your toys are ready before you head up the mountain. Or maybe you're shopping. Stop in and check out our inventory of Can-Am and Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. We'll help you find the one that's right for you. Sheridan Honda, your power sports headquarters. Stop in today. When you see someone sipping on a crisp, refreshing drink from McDonald's, you may suddenly crave one, too. <laughs> and that's normal. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now at McDonald's, try one of our icy cold slushies. Enjoy deliciously refreshing flavors like the new tropical mango or strawberry watermelon and pair it with our world-famous fries. Price and participation may vary. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Hendrick Park Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kid's raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dead Sweet Bike Race starts and finishes. We've got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park. Brought to you in part by First Federal Bank and Trust. Remember that cowboy in the song, him and his horse looking for water? Cool, clean water. Well, if that cowboy and Dan were here today, they'd just call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in water drilling and pumps. Residential or